0: Hello everybody and welcome back to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, and it's a great blessing for me to be here with you today. And let's begin as we always begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. In our last podcast, we started to speak about one of the biggest pillars of Jesus's ministry, and that's the pillar of reconciliation. Jesus came to model that for us, to teach us about that, to encourage us in that, and uh, we were in the middle of a story uh, of what happened to Jesus at at a Pharisee's house, and he he. Uh, He was there at dinner and a a prostitute from the city came in, kneeled down at Jesus' feet and and, uh, anointed his feet with ointment. And over on the side, uh, uh, Simon, the Pharisee, the host of the dinner party, was observing this whole thing and thinking these bad thoughts about Jesus. And Jesus called him over and told him the story. Of two men who borrowed money from another man and could not pay it back, and and that third man forgave their debts, and then Jesus asked Simon Pharisee, Simon the Pharisee, a question. He said, Simon, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? Which is an amazing question. Think about that. It was an amazing question. Um, some people say, oh, of course he saw the woman, she's, she's right there. Well, my, my question is this, did he see her as a woman? Did he see her as a person? Or did he see her as a thing? And Jesus says to Simon the Pharisee, Simon, do you see this woman? When I entered your house, Simon, you did not give me a kiss of welcome, but she has not ceased kissing my feet since the time I entered. You, Simon, did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. You, Simon, did not give me water to wash my feet when I entered your home, but she washed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair." See, these were all signs of respect, all signs of respect, common courtesy in Jesus' day. Simon did not extend that to Jesus at all. Why? 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 Because he couldn't care less about Jesus. He probably invited him to dinner at his house just to find out some wrongdoing, some wrongdoing that Jesus may do so he could report back. Well, you know what? Here's, what? here's what Jesus says to Simon the Pharisee. He says, Do you see this woman? When I entered your house, she did such and such and such and such. So I tell you... This is what he says. It's amazing. So I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Her many sins... See, that's important. That's important that Jesus said her many sins have been forgiven. Why is that important? Because Jesus acknowledges her as a sinner. He doesn't say, hey, come on, she's a prostitute, who is she hurting? No, she said, he says she's a big sinner, she's a big, she's a big sinner. He doesn't say, she's not hurting anybody, I'm okay, you're okay, let's hold hands and skip into heaven. He doesn't say that. He says, yes, she's a big sinner and he says, and her many sins have been forgiven, therefore, she has shown great love. Did that woman show great love? She sure did. And I'm going to say another thing about that woman. Not only did that woman show great love, she showed great courage. To me, she's one of the bravest characters in all of the Gospel. This is, this, is, this is a woman on a mission. She, she, she came to see Jesus at a Pharisee's house. Came to see Jesus. I, I don't know if we can, we can really comprehend that fully. She came to see Jesus. Why? Why? Because she wanted to go to confession. Because she wanted to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. And she did. And what did she risk? How about this? Her life her life. They could have taken her, that Pharisee could have ordered for her to be taken out of his house, out into the yard, and stoned to death. And no one would have been able to say anything about it. That's for sure. This this woman showed tremendous courage and tremendous love. And Jesus says this, says this about her. So I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, therefore she has shown great love. And then he says this. Here's, this, this is amazing to me but the person who only has little sins loves little. What? Let me read the exact thing in Luke. Her many sins have been forgiven, therefore she has shown great love, but to the one whom little is forgiven loves little. Oh. What could that mean? Could it possibly mean that Jesus is saying That if we're looking at other people and those other people um, are greater sinners than us because that's what we look at, then we're going to have a problem. Because if we think we're little sinners and the rest of the world are big sinners, we're not going to be able to love those people like we're supposed to love them. He says, she's a big sinner, but if you think you're a little sinner, you're going to have a problem you're going to have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Her many sins have been forgiven. And if you think you're just a little sinner, you're going to have a problem. Isn't that? So is that that possible? Isn't that possible? And, And he says to her, your sins are forgiven. The others at the table said to themselves, who does he think he is that he can forgive sins? We know who he is, but they didn't know back then. I didn't. So, I, I would say this, I would say that Simon the Pharisee, Simon the Pharisee and, and, and Jesus and the sinful woman are the three main characters in this. Have we ever been like Simon the Pharisee? I'll answer that question for me. Of course I have. Of course I have. Have any of you out there ever said, look at the environment right now. Look what's going on right now in politics, in the, in the demonstrations and, and all that stuff. Have you ever looked at other people and said something like this? Thank God I'm not like them. Thank God I'm not like them. As followers of Jesus, how are we supposed to be looking at other people? Are we supposed to be saying, "And I'm as guilty, there's no condemnation in any of this that I'm saying to you. I'm just as guilty. But do you ever say somebody, say just look at somebody and say, thank God? Thank God I'm not like them. At least I have faith. At least I go to church. At least I... See, and Jesus comes along and says, if you think that way, you're going to have a problem. You're going to... I would say this. I would say this. If, if, if Jesus was to say to Simon the Pharisee, if he was to say to Simon the Pharisee, Hey, Simon, are you a sinner? I think of course we don't know. I think Simon the Pharisee would say something like this. Yeah, I'm a sinner. But not like her. But not like her. That's for sure. I'm just a little sinner. Right? So I'm going to say this to you. I, as a, as I said in the in the first podcast on reconciliation, I have read this story a bazillion times. That's for sure. And and uh Every time I read it, I get a little something else out of it. But I used to think about that. I think about, who am I in this story? I know I'm not the sinful woman from the city. I know I'm not Jesus, of course. So I'm, I'm the Pharisee, I'm Eddie Haskell, if you if you want to know. That's who I am at times. I'm working on it. I, 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 and and of course, the Holy Spirit's working on it with me, and in, in God's grace. But I, I used to think like that all the time. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, I used to have this little fantasy daydream, and uh, here, here's how it goes. I'm in a boat. I'm in a boat, and uh, you know who's in the boat? Jesus is in the boat, and you know who else is in the boat? You know all these big-time sinners. You know, like you people, out there, and. Uh, and, and 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 here I am I'm sitting in the boat I'm looking around and and uh, here's what I realize uh, that I'm in the wrong boat that I should be in the little sinner boat but I'm in the big sinner boat for some reason so I say that I tap Jesus on the shoulder and I say Lord I think they made a mistake at headquarters uh, I, I think they put me in the wrong boat I, 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 there's people in the world there's people in the world they' they're, they're, they're they're murderers. I, I've never, I've never committed murder. I've never killed anybody, right? And and, uh, and I think I'm in the wrong boat and you know what, Lord? I'm getting out. I'm getting out and, 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 and as I start to climb out of the boat, you know what happens? Jesus grabs me by the back of the pants and he asks me a question. Here's what he says. He said, Bill, have you ever hated your brother or sister? Well, I was in the process of hating that man. And you know what? You know what? Jesus says to us in Scripture, here's what he says, if you've ever hated your brother or sister, it's the same as killing them. It's the same as killing them. And then he says this to me in my little fantasy. Sit down in the boat. Well, you know what? You know what? I don't give up that quickly, so I say <laughs> I say to him, I tap him on the shoulder again, I say, Lord. Lord, let me. I just want to tell you this. Uh, when I was in business and a little bit in politics and so on, there were people. They were married, uh, but they 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 had affairs. They committed adultery. I've never done that, and I'm going to get out of the boat. And Jesus again reaches over and takes me by the back of the pants and says and asks me a question. Here's what he says. Here's what he says. Bill, have you ever looked at a woman lustfully? <laughs> Well, once in 1983, but just for a minute. And of of course, here's what he's saying. Here's what he says to us, all of us, men and women. If you've ever looked at another person lustfully, it's the same as committing adultery in your heart. And then he says this. So sit down in the boat. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. We cannot get out of the boat. We're in it. Together. So stop looking at everybody else and 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 start looking here because there's a lifetime worth of work in here. What's the time? Did I go way over? No? What's the time now on that? Twelve minutes and twenty-seven seconds. Okay. Can I just start right up again? And he'll take it out? So stop looking at everybody else and just take There's a, I've come to realize that there's a lifetime worth of work right here, right here. And uh, so I, I was reading that story over and over and over again. And what happened with that man and my wife Cheryl, you know, it, it. I was really convicted in a lot of ways by this scripture and by the people all around me. And when you get hurt, especially hurt by someone who's very close to you. You know what, I'll tell you this, it's, it's, it's such a hurt that sometimes you can't even pray. You can't even pray. But you know what, here's what I realized. That's what's so wonderful about the body of Christ. Because I had lots and lots of people praying for me and praying for my wife Cheryl. And uh, so after a while you know, after a while, time went on. Now, this this went on for months. This didn't go on over a weekend. This went on for months. And after a while, I was actually able to pray a little bit. I, I and, and, and one day, one day in my prayer time, uh, I felt God was kind of tugging at me a little bit. And he said, Bill, why don't you think about maybe, maybe forgiving this man? forgiving him. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to ask you this question. Has God ever called you to do something and uh, you just couldn't see your way to do it? There's just not, you weren't ready to hear that? You weren't ready to do what he commanded? Well, that's how I felt. And and I said to God, I, I told him, I say, in in, in my prayer time, I said, so let me, let me get this straight, let me get this straight. You, you want me, you want me to forgive this guy. I said, okay, I'll make a deal. You know, we do that a lot with God, don't we? It's like, let's make a deal, all right? And and, uh, here's what I said, if this man, Lord, if this man comes to me, kneels down in front of me, holds onto my leg, and really starts crying. Uh, You know what, you know what, and asking me and begging me to forgive him. If he does that, you know what, I'll think about it. Because that's where I was at, you see. I was still full of a lot of anger, a lot of hatred, a lot of revenge, and all of that kind of stuff. And every time I thought about what happened, my anger meter went all the way up to the top. Okay? Well, time went on time went on I talked to a lot of people I went back to spiritual direction um, the people in good news ministries all around the the country uh, our ministry uh, we, I was talking to them almost every day and uh, they were praying we were praying together and as time time went by a couple, few months later uh, one day I'm in my house and uh, I'm praying I'm by myself I'm praying and uh, I'm walking around and 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 this is a little different for me to be standing still because I I like to move especially when I'm speaking especially even when I'm praying I move back and forth back and forth and uh, in my my prayer time I felt like God was talking to my heart and here's what the Lord said to me he said Bill here's what I want you to do I want you to get on an airplane and I want you to go see this man And when you see this man, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask this man to forgive you. For hating him, for wanting to kill him, for all the bad things you said about him, for all the gossip you spread, for all the thoughts you had about him, I want you to ask him to forgive you. Well, of course I couldn't believe it. And, of course, then God and I entered into another conversation. And here's what I said to God. Okay, let me get this straight. Here's what you want me to do. After what that guy did, as much as he hurt me, my wife, my family, even my parish, and almost destroyed our little ministry, you want me to ask him to forgive me. And here's what I said to God. I said, I know you're God, I know I'm not, but I'm not doing that. As a matter of fact, here's what I really said to God. We have an expression down here, Lord, called a cold day in hell, and that's what it's gonna be before I ever do that with Him. Well, you know what, you know what, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the Hound of Heaven. The Hound of Heaven, it's actually, actually, it's a poem. It's called The Hound of Heaven. Look it up on your, uh, on your computer. You'll find The Hound of Heaven, it's a poem, and the hound, the hound of Heaven is the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, and he's, he's like, come on, let's go do this, let's do this, let's do this, and you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do, the Holy Spirit will never let you go, never let you go until you do it. And you know what, there's a, there's a, uh, you know those old time cartoons when they used to have the, the hound dogs looking for, is on the scent and, and on the hunt and he would climb up a tree and over the over the roof and down and do all of that kind of stuff. Well, that's how the Holy Spirit is, come on, come on, let's go Bill, come on, let's go do this. Well, after, three weeks after I said, uh, said to God, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to do that. Three weeks later, I find myself on an airplane and I'm going to visit this guy and on my way to the airport on my way to walking towards the plane the only thing I could think of is this this is not a good idea this is not a good idea and you know what you know what I go I fly to where he where he is he knows I'm coming he knows I'm coming there's other people there from the the ministry and uh, he, he knows it's in a school type building and I'm standing there, I'm waiting for him, and he's coming, he's walking down a long hallway, a long hallway, and he wa- I haven't seen this guy in months since the day he left my house. And he's walking down this long hallway, he stops, and he stands right here, right in front of me, right in front of me, and does not say not one word to me, not one word to me. He looks at me, and I look at him, and here's what I said to him I just want you to know that I came here today to ask you to forgive me for hating you for for wanting to strangle you for all the bad things I said about you if you could see it in your heart to forgive me that would be a great blessing then I said this and if there's any way that I could help you or help your family that too, would be a blessing. And then I said this, and maybe someday, through God's grace, you and I could be reconciled totally and be friends again. I'm going to say this to you, in all honesty. As I was saying those words, I could not believe that I was saying those words, if you know what I mean. I could not believe, but as soon as I said those words, I was free of that guy, I was free of him, you see, I didn't even realize this, but for all those months, I was chained to that man, I was chained to him, and, and, and I was stumbling along, chained to that guy, and it was just like after that, Jesus came, click, released me from the chains, and, and it, was, it was like the world was lifted from me. And it was, it felt, it felt wonderful. It felt so unbelievably good that here's my thought that I had. Gee, if I would have known how wonderful this was, I would have done it a long time ago. But left to my own devices, this is what I believe, left to my own devices without God's grace, without the Holy Spirit, without the model of Jesus, without God the Father looking down on me, I may have never done that. Never done that. And it was the most wonderful thing that that happened to me. Now, the real reason I didn't want to do that was because I didn't want to do that for that guy. I'll be honest, I didn't want to do it for him. Well, the gift of reconciliation, I came to realize instantly, was not for somebody else. The gift was for me. It was for me. Now, did he benefit from that? Sure he did. Sure. Sure. I'm sure the Holy Spirit got him too. And uh, he was able, eventually, to uh, ask a lot of people because it, it wasn't just one person here. He had to ask a lot of people for forgiveness. A lot of people. And uh, so he benefited from that. But the bottom line here, my brothers and sisters, is that and I think you'll agree with this that you and I, you and I still have, still have people in our lives that we need to reconcile with. People in our lives that we have to extend forgiveness to and, and people in our lives that we have to ask for forgiveness. And you know what? I'm going to say this too. Some of those people that we need to reconcile with are long dead and gone, but we still need to to ask for forgiveness or extend Forgiveness with those people. And as I said, we can't do that without God's grace and the Holy Spirit working in our lives. We just can't do it on our own, in most cases. So I pray to God, I pray to the Lord for all of us out there who are still struggling, and, and I am. I'm struggling with relationships within my own family. And and you know what? Sometimes I'm going to be real. Sometimes I don't even know how to handle it. Sometimes that's just the way that it is. But you know the good news is that the Lord knows how to handle it. The Holy Spirit knows how to handle it. So I pray for all of you, for all of you, uh, to be able to identify the people you need to reconcile with and go forth and do that. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for watching and listening to this, and uh, I'll see you again next week.